You are listening to PLV Radio Network. Join us in celebrating all of life's possibilities. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Positive Living Vibrations with me, Sarah Troy, and my guest today, Dr. Wendy Traynor. Cancer. Mm. We hear things spreading like cancer. It's more common than the common cold. And we seem to just accept it today, nonchalantly, that somebody has got cancer. And in a lot of ways, people look upon it as a death sentence, and sometimes people look upon it as a challenge. We have to stop looking at this disease and just accepting it and really get down to the root of where it comes from. Sometimes it is environmental, the foods, the chemicals, um, the, the sheer physicality of our body. But much of that is brought about emotionally, mentally, and that full of um, emotion that's not been expressed, things that are not being felt, not being spoken about, um, fears. Uh, we can invite cancer. And our guest today, Dr. Wendy, invited her cancer in a way to validate her existence. Sounds a little obscure, but I'm sure you're going to relate to this and understand her journey and her complete candor. And, you know, her book is called The Gift of Cancer. And truly, it was a gift for her to truly and utterly embrace her own life. So, Dr. Wendy Taylor, uh, she was guided purely by the love in her heart and faith in herself. A social scientist and happiness expert, Wendy Traynor, who has a PhD, has transformed tragedy into treasure using the lens of her own research to heal herself physically, emotionally, spiritually, and socially. After being diagnosed with cancer and experiencing the devastating loss of love in her life, she found it again, but this time, very, very importantly, in herself. Her new book, The Gift of Cancer, turns tragedy into treasure, and we're going to be talking about that book today. But before I bring Wendy on, there's a little something I want to, to read here that really had an impact on me. Um, just It was, um, oh, I can't find the page here at the present moment, but it was that moment that she found out. Oh, it's June uh, 17, 2005. I arrived at the hospital for my moment of truth, a cancer diagnosis. My wish had come true. When I entered it, my face was blue uh, due to the lack of oxygen. The cancer was very bulky, um, C-cell lymphonia, which ravaged, uh, ranged from the middle of my neck almost to the bottom of my left ribcage. It suffocated my left lung, collapsing it, and encapsulated my heart. Given the severity of my symptoms, I learned later that without treatment, I would be dead in two weeks. Astonishingly, the diagnosis brought me great joy for it validated what I suspected was true all along, that I was dying. What you feel is real. Others cannot see our pain. Only we ourselves can feel it. We must trust ourselves, trust what we feel, listen to the signals, irrespective of what other people say and they, what they think we should feel. That is such a bold statement, Wendy, to actually say that you wished yourself cancer and that your dream had come true and we're going to first discuss that journey leading up to that moment and thank you for being so absolutely candid and truthful with this welcome to the show oh my gosh sarah i'm just so excited to be here today thank you for having me oh my pleasure my pleasure and you know 
there's a lot of people that kind of sugarcoat things and you know you've laid it out that statement right there you know that cancer gave you that validation of existence you know people now will care for you where they hadn't before they hadn't heard you before you know let's give a little people the people a little background what led up to this um mm. really you know life-changing life-threatening moment right um, there are two levels to look at it. One is the emotional level, right? Uh, the other level of looking at it is this, it points back to the emotional, but it's the level of feeling unloved, unwanted, unworthy. Uh, so there are two different levels, but they tie in with each other. And let me just, you know, paint a picture of some of the events that I had gone through that led up to this period. Um, in 2007, I'd had my first job out of college, and I was so excited, you know, to have my first job and to work hard and to make a difference. And in that first organization right out of college, I learned that, um, you know, I was not accepted for who I was, and I was actually bullied by a superior of mine. And I had almost felt the temptation to conform to their ways as a way to get them to stop harassing me. Um, and once I realized I had that temptation, I was so terrified that I would, you know, betray the truth of who I am that I quit my job the next day. And that was like a huge uh, act for me to, to uh, stand up for my truth and to get out of a toxic social setting but at the same time, that experience haunted me for years. And unfortunately, someone close to me had told me I wouldn't be able to talk about that experience. And uh, so I held it in my heart as like this secret. And I, I was I, I can't explain it except to say it haunted me for years. And to be able to talk about it now is just a huge uh, and be able to write a little bit about it. My book is just a huge you know, healing process, soul opening, heart opening yeah. for me. It's me standing in my courage saying, I will not let you silence me. I will not let my heart be shadowed. I will let my heart shine and I will speak my voice and I will stand up for the truth of who we all are because I'm just a symbol of you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's all I am. And that's why I'm here. I'm not here just to tell my story. I'm here because I am you. And anyone who's in a situation of fear or where you feel like you, you aren't being loved or appreciated or you can't speak your voice, I want you to know you can uh, move to a place where you can be who you are. You can stand up for your truth. You can speak your voice because if I could do it, you can too. And unfortunately, as Sarah understands so, so profoundly, uh, my body created the cancer. And... Uh, we can talk about, you know, scientifically how it can do that related to emotion, but on a soul level, it was my body's way of waking me up to the truth of who I am and all that is and of all everything that you are and what this life is all about. I realized 
or should I get to the realizations later? I can paint some more pictures on my bleak journey up into the diagnosis. Well, I'd like, I'd like you, prefer. I'd like you actually to hit on your relationship with your husband and on the oh. mother-in-law. I just, I just want oh, to, I just want to quote, no, I just want to quote something here right now, which was follows okay, her last name. It's saving a life is more valuable than savings. And you put here, I had hoped, actually expected, that my husband would volunteer to pay for my medical expenses. Instead, I watched my mother help him legally shelter his money so he would not be financially devastated by my medical bills or death. They tell me that it was done to protect me financially, but my heart tells me a different story. <laughs> this is true. This is the truth of my heart. That's the truth I speak. And I, I was quite aware that the other people in my life were operating from a viewpoint of money, fear. Do they have enough money? Uh, and for me, it was so abundantly clear to me that here I'm dying and death is more important. Life is more important than money. But uh, I was just acutely aware of the distinction. And fortunately, at that point, I was able to laugh at it because it was so cruel and so... Uh, absurd <laughs> you know there comes to a point when you get to the end of your life which is where I was um, where you realize life is comical and 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 I did get to the point where I finally could just laugh and just say wow if I go this way if I die this way what a sense of humor you know and it's a dark sense of humor but the truth is your life doesn't have to end this way exactly and also, I no. mean, a, a key point, let's just hit on this point. I think far too much in society, and, you know, let's point out, you didn't have medical insurance because you couldn't afford it. I did not. So, not you, know, you know, what horrifies me today in so many levels, and especially that of health, um, we are actually making society sick because we don't support yes. wellness. And, yes. and for somebody to put a price tag on your life, yeah. You know, it's, I'm afraid that's been one that's associated with me in my life. I'm only worth this much or, yeah. or I don't earn enough. So my value is that. Um, yeah. And it's what about the abundance within a person not the amount that's in their bank account or in their wallet? <laughs> and we've got to get out of this because we are devaluing uh, life in itself. Exactly. Can I speak two points on this? Please. Yes. One is I've asked myself before, you know, who would you rather value? Someone, you know, with integrity and courage and character or someone who has accumulated vast amount of wealth for the lack of those qualities. And our society worships people with money. And it is misguided for us to follow that lead is to delude ourselves instead of believing the false is true. So, you know, ask yourself, you know, who do I want to attribute value to? People with good character or people with a lot of money? And the sad thing is a lot of people with a lot of money are people who amass the wealth because they are being controlled by someone else. They're doing what someone else wants them to do, and they're getting paid for it. But those of us who speak the truth of our hearts, who are true to our nature, we may not be amassing wealth because we cannot be controlled. And let me add to this idea that that uh, 
let me say it correctly. I'm going to take a moment to make sure I say it right. Well, let me put it this way. Love cannot be controlled, only surrendered to. And when we surrendered to love, which is, in fact, from a soul perspective, the truth of who we are and all that is, then we're free. And any true free person cannot be controlled and may not be amassing wealth. Maybe they will inherit wealth or maybe they will generate wealth, but you mustn't mistaken, you know, the, 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 what do you call it? The shininess of the gold, the illusion, true wealth. The illusion. You know, that's the thing is, is that people, I've got nothing against people being rich. Be as no, rich I as you want. Many people but with what money. do you do I'm with it? I'm just saying. It's what let's you do with it. Look at people as they are. Yeah, exactly. And it's what you do with that money. It's how you've actually got that money. Has it been on the backs of others? Um, yeah. Are you willing to share that money? Uh, do you place value more in people and in life, all life? Um, yeah. Or is it, do you place value in money? Because it's been proven over and over and over again. And I've done numerous shows on this that people that placed the value on the money lived an empty life. Those that yeah. decided to be enriched within themselves will gain yeah. the money they need to live life. Yeah. And they're more enriched people. We really need to start enriching society. You know, your cancer came about because you felt devalued, unloved, unheard. Um, you yeah. didn't have permission to be. You were no. expected to be something else, to fit into yeah. somebody else's illusion of you. And you didn't even know who you were because you weren't allowed yeah. to be. Exactly. And you broke free, girl. You did I it in a rather dramatic way. I broke free at the last minute. <laughs> I mean, really. I had to get pushed to the very end of the thread of life for me to choose life. And... From a soul perspective, I remember lying in bed thinking during my cancer treatment, thinking, you know, I don't want to do this all again. And some of you may or may not believe in reincarnation. But if reincarnation is true, I was realizing I don't want to do this whole life thing again. I don't want to be born again in some other, you know, or even here in this country. I don't want to do this whole thing again. And on some level, again, this is from the soul level, I realized, look, Wendy, you have this opportunity here. You live in the United States. You live, you know, in this really nice, you know, nice from a very superficial standpoint, but nice, um, you know, what would I call it? Nice. I don't even know what the words are, but I realized that I had an opportunity to use my life to make a difference. Yeah. So I don't have to do the whole life thing again. Yeah. I'm ready to live my life now to its highest potential and to serve the whole and to serve humanity uh, to the best of my ability to, to live love now instead of waiting to do it later. And, but again, from the soul level, you know, according to 
spiritual traditions, it means you don't have to do the whole life thing again. You get the exit, this wheel of, of being born again into the world. But whether or not that's really true, the idea is that I woke up to my existence. I realized there's nothing to wait for. We got to do this now. And part of that realization was, one, I need to, uh, you know, stop playing this victim role and, and feeling like other people have, you know, contributed to my cancer. I need to take responsibility yes. for my emotions and stop projecting them to people outside me, what they did to me. That's irrelevant. It's the emotion inside me that I need to purge. It's the emotion inside me that I need to cultivate through self-care, self-love, uh, eating well, getting enough sleep, exercise, rest. So I took self-responsibility, and that made all the difference. But what came from that? I mean, the biggest thing is for you to do that is that you finally gave yourself permission to be of finally. value in your own life. Exactly. Finally. Finally. After I mean, you know, Finally. you know, I talk about some people get their redirect in life with a gentle kiss on the brow, a little shift of movement. And other people, as my partner doesn't like the word hatchet in the head. If this is not <laughs> hatchet in the head, I don't know what is. You're on your deathbed. <laughs> and you have a choice, you know, I, I'm going to live or I'm going to die. Yeah, but if there, you know, that's really kind of, you know, pushing it to the limits and, and then being told that nobody's going to pay for it. And, you know, then, exactly. you, you know, then you've was, got, well, will the system horrifying. pay for it, you know, and you know, add to the stress, but you instead decided to see the funny side of it. And I mean, yes. what was that pivotal moment that just said, screw it, I'm going to live? Yes. So ask me the question again. I want to I make said, sure what I was that pivotal correctly. moment when you said, screw it, I'm going to live? What was that moment? Yeah. Uh, well, there were, there were, there were a series of moments, but I'll give you two moments. One was the one I told you about when I was lying in bed and I was like, I felt like, you know, some people talk about how we have lessons in life. And as long as we don't learn the lesson, we keep repeating and we keep suffering. And I, there is an awareness there, again, that I spoke of, from the soul level. Like, if I don't live my highest, you know, truth now, and I don't love myself now, and I don't do everything that I know I'm supposed to do from a soul level, heart level now, which is to love and to be loved. And to love myself also, as well as others, then uh, I'm going to have to suffer more, and I'll just have to keep getting these lessons that are very painful. So that was one awakening. But there was another awakening, which was when I was doing, oddly enough, a yoga class at a, a local cancer support community uh, called the Cancer Support Community. And um, there, when I was doing this yoga pose, all of a sudden, I could feel the energy uh, between my hands and in my body, and, and I had an instantaneous knowing, which is also scientifically valid, that the energy lives on. So even if I die, my body dies, this form dies, something within me, which is the energy, will live on. And just knowing that made me realize, you know, I have nothing to fear in this whole process. And that's a huge thing, isn't it? I mean, I mean, yes. what were you driven by? You were driven by the fact neglect. You were yes. fearful that you didn't count in anyone's life. Um, yes. You know, you were fearful that nobody cared. And basically yes. what happened, no one did care. But, yes. but you got what you feared. 
And that's what people don't realize. Vibrationally, we invite that fear. And as you wrote in here, yay, I have cancer. It's validated. You know, yes. your fears came true because, because yes. you invited them. And exactly. you know, somewhere along the line, your switch changes. Well, if I can invite death, I can also invite life. Yes. Oh, fantastic. I'm coming up with a third change in my journey. Can I share a third Please, story? Please go with ahead, you? share everything. Okay. I read a book that a friend gave me called was a book called I think it was called You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. Right. And in that book she talked about how you can change your thoughts. Um, and so up until that point, I'd always been criticizing myself and telling myself what an idiot I am and, you know, this isn't going to work and all this negative talk. And she's like, just try thinking, you know, positive. Have a little faith in yourself um, and the possibilities and see what happens. And so I, I, I started changing my inner talk and it felt very silly at first, but after a week or so, I actually came to believe all the nice things I was telling myself. And as Sarah knows so well, our thoughts are linked to our emotions. Every thought has a vibration. Emotions are energy. Um, and so when you're thinking these fearful thoughts, you're inviting uh, these negative experiences into your life precisely because you're creating that negative vibration with the negative thoughts, which is the negative emotion that you feel. And where, by contrast, if you're thinking these peaceful, loving, hopeful thoughts, you know, you are creating a positive vibration that uh, allows you to feel the love and joy you are. Yeah, I always say positive thinking equals positive living. Um, yeah. And you know, I know it's hard to think positive all the time. You know, I I got you know dump loads that keep landing on me, and it's I'm certainly not inviting it, not knowingly. It just seems to be well, you've got good shoulders, Sarah. We'll pile a little more on you, and it's like you know <laughs> I'm going to go for a shrink operation and have my shoulders made smaller. <laughs> but yes, I can cope with it, even though it puts me through a lot of stress and this and that, because my process yeah. is to always look to what can come out of it, um, what's to be learned from it, and how can I use this in Aww. order to, you know, benefit others. Uh, this is the entire premises of this radio station. And yes. if I hadn't gone through what I had gone through, in yes. and, and that be, you know, that would represent a like fourth who've embraced life of when I literally from found the, the will death, to live, who now realizing that, hey, what if I can transform to me my tragedy about. into a treasure and write a book about it? And then I can inspire you, my readers, my listeners, anyone else who's going through a difficult period to overcome and become the best they can be. And so it was you who gave me the will to live, knowing my life, my suffering, and, and overcoming it could make a difference, gave me the will to live. My whole will to live comes out of knowing I can be of service to you. Or to others. Exactly. Aww. I did. I mean, you know, your, your soul knew this. I mean, uh, when people look at the post, yes. you see a lovely little picture saying, I can heal. 
And you said yeah. that you drew that before you went into hospital. So subconsciously on that soul and heart level, you knew that yeah. this was your life transformation. Uh, it's just that your right. psyche and your head. But my heart knew yet. it. And, and I all you know, I once did you were validated my whole journey, you my death, whole book, you know, your soul said, me okay, following my life. heart. You and as soon this, as I started just, following my heart, instead of my head, yeah. miracles happened. My life became a miracle everywhere. And the same is true of you, anyone. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, that's the thing. We've just got to tune in, listen to the signs, get out of our own heads. There's something you write here. We are not in control of others, only ourselves. And most of us are not even that. Thus, happiness begins with acquiring control over ourselves, control over our own minds. Control over our minds means control over our thoughts, which means controls over our emotions, hence control over our own experiences, thus control over our own lives. And that self-love has three parts. Mind love, thinking peaceful thoughts about ourselves and others. Body love, taking care of our bodies. And social contents love, navigating ourselves into unconditional loving context. You know, yeah. We are the summary of our thoughts. And, you know, right. one of the things we need to right. understand, you know, one of the things that certainly is coming to play now more and more in this world is the permission to love right. yourself, to place importance upon yourself, not self-importance, because that's ego driven, but the importance of self. And also to start living up to somebody else's expectation of you. And to tune into what really your soul, yes. which is your soul intellect that gives it to your heart, desire, that speaks yes. to your spirit's action, and that your mind knows what it needs to know at the yes. time it needs to know it, which is called knowingness. When we tune into that, we're now living in yes. our divine purpose. And we're not governed by those expectations of others. But we are now yes. governed by you say it so well, Sarah, um, and you are touching upon one of the things that I teach, which is taking that silent that time alone that peace each day so you can hear your inner heart call. You can hear your voice. What do you want? Oh, can I add one more idea? This came to me this morning, which yeah. is another way. Uh, perhaps of stating what you're stating, which is once we master ourselves, we master the universe because we are the universe. We are one with all. Yes. 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 United energy. Uh, wow. And, you know, we're, everything wow. is math. You know, all energy is is measured scientifically of math. And one of the beautiful things I have in interviewing is I've interviewed people of science, quantum physics, and they're now beginning to understand that spirituality that we live in, that we choose to live in, and that knowingness, that soul <laughs> internet, that heart vibration like can be measured by quantum physics. And the only difference is, is that science decides to measure the frequencies. We decide to live in them. Yes. 
Yes. So it's trusting it. You don't have to define everything. Yes. You don't have to explain everything. That's the beautiful thing of the knowingness. I follow it so passionately and so strongly. All the actions that you do uh, that with it is right. Is such, so therefore, uh, it is divinely right. <laughs> a gem of an experience. It's 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 that way so follow that path, in which right? you know you're on the right path. You just you you can feel it. Regardless of what's going around you, you feel it, and so you continue to act in accord uh, with the steps that will enable you to feel that knowingness, that vibration. The vibration is very clear, and it's very different from fear, and very different from the lower vibrational frequencies that bombard us in the world. But once you hit upon your soul vibration, or what would you call it, Sarah? This vibration, soul vibration. Okay. okay, so we'll call it a soul vibration. You know you're on the right path, and you just keep doing it. The soul, soul intellect. Well, good vibe. I mean, my show is called Positive yeah. Living Vibration, so it's all yeah. about that. Yeah. But I call it I call it soul intellect. Yeah, I call it the I I call it the soul intellect. Yeah. You know, it's that it's that knowledge that comes from the universe. That then resonates with the heart in yes. truth. And then it gives it to our action, you know, our spirit to go into action. And then our head just simply knows what it needs to know. And we don't need to validate or justify or anything. We know. Wonderful. And you can feel it in your entire body. And I, we're your entire all capable body of being is in that knowingness. And it's a beautiful place to be. Yes. It is. But, you know, you also, you know, happiness is wisdom. If you're happy, some unhappy people may accuse you of being deluded. Uh, to them, you can say, well, I'm mm. happy and I'm living my life as I want to live it. And you're not. So who is wiser? Who is right? And who is wrong? You know that there is no right or wrong as long as we're living in our truth. And if you are a miserable person, you're not living in your truth. Yeah. If you can look at other people and go, well, you're too happy. Um, clearly yeah. there's something missing in your own life. And, and um, so instead yeah. we want to look at other people that are happy and go, well, what are you taking? I want some. <laughs> you know, we want that infection to, to grow within us. Yeah. And I'm sure with, yes. no, I'm sure also with, with this mm. is that you had to. And at well, first you it really felt like your the number of advocates were very small. You had to look at everybody in your life. You know, one and hand. To see who were the and when I started the journey, the just like you're talking about this soul vibration, I, and I guess right now I'm speaking of after my cancer diagnosis. Okay, so after my cancer had disappeared, I, you know, I, I'd already started writing this the book, which you can read now, The Gift of Cancer. Um, but I also had this dream of starting. Uh, a healing business, healing consulting, and I didn't have, uh, you know, a whole lot of any assets. Actually, it was two years after my cancer diagnosis. I'd worked for a year and I'd saved up some money. I didn't have a whole lot of money. And from the mind's point of view, it made no sense for me to start my own business. But from my heart, soul vibration level, I knew I had to do it and take that leap of faith. And so I did. And I just jumped i remember my my guide my guidance my inner voice said wendy go here today and you'll get your um 
you'll get your office space. And I just heeded the guidance. I went to that location. And sure enough, a week later, I had my office space. And even when the money ran out, then I had an offer of someone who would help, you know, fund me so I could keep going in the direction of my soul vibrations, you know. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, when you get people that are in tune, you know, they want to they want to keep those good vibrations going. And, you know, they recognize that yeah. what you're contributing to people yeah. and to life is, so you know, those I hope good that vibrations. It, little it's, story it can encourage so anyone listening to it who's afraid to take that, that uh, leap of faith without a net that is to know so that leap and the net will appear, as my friend Mary Laverty would say. Yes, you know, the, you know, put it out to the universe. I, I recently um, was lying in bed at night and I was thinking, yeah. I really do need, I really would love to be kind of by a beach, uh, you know, the ocean, just relaxation, uh, oh, cleaner, and just time I to love download, it. you know, just to kind of gather myself. And oh. um, the very next day, my wow. girlfriend rang me up. She said, you know, you've had a rough journey here for a while. I'm taking you to Mexico. Oh, my and gosh. You know, I wish weeks, I could claim that was and me. So it it, it's a girl who looks just like and me, I'm looking and I wish I could claim I knew where that rock was. Rock but I, I, that wouldn't be the rock in Puerto Vallarta, is it? You are kidding. That's incredible. That's <laughs> incredible. Oh. It is in Puerto Vallarta outside where I was staying. I looked at that oh. rock every morning. No. Every morning I woke up and looked oh. at that rock. Fantastic. And it's the most beautiful beach. And and just mm. I woke I came out the ninth floor looking at the ocean mm. meeting the sky. And just yes. ocean and this rock to my left and it was so huge. Yes. And at a time where the three moons were going through change. And so yeah. it's that shift of energy that we're experiencing right now. And just uh, exciting times. Um, right. And you talked about being alone. And, you know, I, I like my alone time. You know, I like being in my thoughts. Right. Um, and we can do it with a walk. We can do it in, in any way. You know, choose the way that kind of feeds us. Um, but we have to have right. that alone time because when is the universe it's going to essential. talk to us? That, we're always for busy. me, that was one of the greatest um, lessons. You know, we've got to switch that and chatter off because journey. we mm -hmm. keep asking questions. But if you're not still enough to hear the answers, but that how are you going to progress? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And switch off the negative talk. <laughs> mm. And just switch off mm -hmm. the negative talk. That's a hard one. I know it's a hard one. You know, I mean, yeah. still, I still catch myself doing it myself. Uh, and that's when I'm reflecting yeah. my insecurity. To, to, to add to your IQ. Oh, go ahead. And then I'll add. <laughs> I've always been a soul child and always found it very difficult Definitely. to amongst humans. And so when I get amongst Definitely. humans, the vibration is insecure. That's when my and I up. observed something similar so, in my life. And the realization I did have while no, I was no, doing no, I mean, that's right. it's important which to is soul that all the... And brothers. Uh, conflict I'd ever felt in my life was socially based. Yes. It was always from some social circumstance involving other people besides me. 
<laughs> and from a, you know, from a soul analytical perspective, it makes sense because uh, mm-hmm. what's getting in the way of our, um, you know, our soul evolution or our soul, yeah. mm, what would you call it? Our soul union with all that is, or the divine or God uh, or source is the ego or is this identity that has been socially conferred on us. And if we mistake ourselves for the identity that society gives us, then we suffer. And I can go deep into that if we want to go there. But just know that when you spend time alone with yourself, you come to know yourself as you are apart from the judgment of the social world. And you come to realize your wholeness your integrity, and that it was only the social world that led you to believe you were lacking, that led you to believe you were otherwise. And so when you Mm. can actually have that knowingness of your wholeness, nothing can stop you from your joy, that that is your joy. Yes, you're speaking my language completely. I have a wholeness program. I'm talking about knowing this all the time. You know, I, I use tools to understand who we are so we can be authentic to ourselves. I mean, you know, that's, you know, that's the thing is, is the discovery of ourselves and, and our thought process and how we can make that thought process work for us. And, you know, the people that are around us and what they mean to us, what roles they play in understanding our personality traits and, and also understanding right. who we are in life. It gives us the tools and the understanding of what we That's need right. to do in order to move forward. So we don't have to go to the extremes of being on a deathbed. You know, had you known oh. what you do now, I can heal movement. Oh. Had you had these tools that is so you reassuring to, to hear, point. you but know, that maybe you're a leader. So you had my to get to that having point such so an extreme about I can heal movement so that others don't have of to. amnesia, <laughs> soul amnesia <laughs> is, is, is what allows me to lead the I can heal movement in a way where people can hear me because I'm such an outlier extreme case <laughs> of lack of self love. Hey, well, lack of self love. You know, she had it much worse than I did. Maybe I'll listen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you know that the, the measure of people's pain is only measurable by the pain that they can tolerate. Um, but the measure of people's experiences, it gives it that, well, they found that courage. Mm. Um, I did, I did an mm. interview, um, you know, last week that's coming up next mm. week and it, it's on uh, Ryan Joe, uh, one of the uh, guys that was, um, in the sniper movie, he, his, um, eyes were shot out and he was blind and I, I didn't care about the movie wow. and what he did, but it's what he did afterwards. He climbed Mount Rainier, you know, he'll go elk hunting. He would do things that people with sight rely on and he relied on on his divine instincts to see the way and you know such a wonderful example unfortunately when he went for a medical treatment they killed him um by you know something going wrong but you know in that three years that he lived after that first death sentence he packed so much inspiration 
in that life, you know, so that this guy wrote this book, the, you know, the warrior's life of, of what an example and a beacon of light it was. And you're that beacon of light that shows that you don't have to go to death, but be mindful that not everybody's going to be able to turn back at that last moment like you could. That was your journey in life. That's That was your divine journey for you to wake up and understand your purpose. You had to go to that level, but not everybody can go to that level and come back from it. And so the prevention of getting mm, there, so stepping up said. and taking Thank accountability so much, and participating mm, in your own life gorgeous. and your own solution now is what's needed in order to live that life of abundance that you have achieved because you took the journey. Hmm. Well, I enjoyed reading your book because, you know, you, you were so candid on the things. And, and you know, um, I am radiant sun, gentle flowers and sunlight, you know. And you talked about our eyes met. He looked directly into my eyes and I into his. And at that moment, I realized that I found that I've been looking for all my life. Someone who could see me as I am. Yet he, in his eyes, I saw that he could see me the same way I saw myself. And in uh, the spirit star vision, radiant, beautiful, smiling and alive, he saw my beauty, my radiance, my divinity, myself at first. And that is something we all look for in life, right? Somebody who truly not only sees you for who you are, but embraces who you are. They don't try and change you. They don't try and conform you. They don't try and mold you into mm, something else. They said. utterly embrace who you are, and they become I did, your greatest I did. advocate. And, your and greatest, I found it. Just and later, I discovered, um, or maybe I won't say what I discovered because people love. haven't read the book yet, but I discovered that that, found that love. love, that recognition was a catalyst, I think, for my own soul evolution being recognized at that soul level uh that day i remember i experienced the miracle and majesty of existence in a way that is parallel to what another person uh whose book i'd read he described as the day of his enlightenment somehow that day i woke up and on on an even deeper level uh and and i i you'll find out when you read the book that even though i was embraced and recognized for that period of time given that the person was a human being you know the love wasn't unconditional throughout the course of time but it, eventually that didn't matter because i came to recognize myself as the source or my soul as the source of everything that I truly needed and loved and cherished and valued. So everything that I thought I was getting from him now had become uh, my own. Now I'd become one with that which I had been seeking. And that is a part of the journey. It's a fantastic part to get to because once you become one with that which you're seeking, now you you are complete you yes. feel whole no matter what no no matter when people love you or not you are whole within yourself and you can speak to that right yes yeah 
we we can't look to other people to define us, can we? I mean, other people, yes. in the way that they see us, we can learn to see ourselves yes. differently. Um, and that can certainly be, you know, a wonderful mirror to look at and help us grow within ourselves. Ultimately, you are with yourself for your entire life. You may as well like yourself. You may as well love yourself. You may as well invest in yourself. And can I ask Because ultimately, people... One of the things I, I tell myself, and you can tell me you if I'm wrong, Sarah, maybe I'm and wrong. If you are not content but I tell myself, yourself, look, Wendy, discontented in life, throughout life, everything is always changing. So you lose mm. everything that you love in life. I mean, you lose it. You know, your people you love will die or some job you had may end or, you know, things will happen. They'll change. But if you love yourself because you're always with yourself, just like Sarah was saying, then you always have what you love no matter what. And I say self. Yeah, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's no self-love. I mean, you're, you're right. I mean, we, we look for somebody that can journey with us in life. And some people will come in for a chapter or two and then go. And, you know, for those that actually manage to have somebody that comes in and, and stays with you for the duration of your book, you know, book of life. Uh, it's wonderful. Beautifully but you can't be reliant yes. on that. And now I feel like I can really love both of you bring in a them, way I never table. could love the before. I feel like self-love enables me to love people in a way I never could before. And of course, the, the biggest thing is is overcoming past thoughts, isn't it? Um, you know, you you social psychologists, you know, you've got your um, your tools here that you use, and you know, it's a lot of people teach self love and, and the ending of suffering. But if you're not willing to get rid of old beliefs, if you're not willing to delete things, I mean, I had somebody talk to me yesterday about something that happened in my childhood. I can't change the facts. The facts are the facts. But I can change the emotion around those attacks yeah. and not let those emotions yeah. dictate how I feel anymore. And, and for what me, happened, you know, there are many different ways that. to let go but of that emotional it energy from or it, to release the uh, thoughts you, you have go. about maybe so traumatic rather feed the light uh, than the dark. episode in the past. And so there are different ways to deal with it. But the way that I've dealt with it for myself is... Um, or the way I've dealt with getting rid of the emotion around traumatic events from my past is I, I meditate. I shine the light of awareness on my thoughts. And something happens where after doing that for a while, the thought just kind of shifts into something true or the emotional energy just vanishes. And, and I can't explain why. But uh, that self-awareness, a two-tell. Yeah. You did. You explained it in Lesson 100. You, it sculpt your environment to feel good, shape your environment as best as you can to promote positive thoughts. Drive the pretty way to work if there is one. Skip reading the daily paper, those depressing headlines you can do without. For tomorrow, there will be the same miserable news. Uh, closet clutter, 
move it to where you can't see it until you are ready to tackle it. Create a spam-only email account, reverse your personal uh, account from um, family and friends, abandon the to-do list, which yeah. only reminds you of all you haven't done. Uh, by yes. following these three simple steps, you can shape and your people environment. people will say, I don't have time, but you things. have to make There's the a lot of little that simple things we can do that can shift our perspective. Yeah. But you've got to be winning to do it. Right. I mean, the person you... Right. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you were that person before that you were so immersed in your misery that there was no way out for you but to get cancer. Nobody could have tapped you on the shoulder at that time and go, look, here's the solution. You were, you were, you were way and truly entrenched in that. It took for you to face death in order to understand the life and the participation of life, um, which again, we want to, you know, I mean, everybody needs to have a death in order to embrace their new life, but love they don't it. have to have literally the physical one. I love it. The you know, I'm they can have an emotional thinking death. that um, each and, moment yeah, we're and born anew to and to live is to, to die. We're dying to the so past. So that we can embrace our true life. Right? And, and that's the way to truly live is to die to the past. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. Mm. Yes. 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 Believe it or not, come June. And 17th, as you say, it, it doesn't change until you do. Ten years. It took me ten years to get so this today, book. So today, where ready. are you at? Uh, how many years on years. is it from the cancer? And um, how am I doing uh, today? I'm wonderful uh, from a physical standpoint. My Doctor says you're cured. Don't come back. <laughs> you don't need to see me anymore. So cancer's gone. Uh, from a spiritual standpoint, I'm great. Uh, I, you know, I, I meditate every day and I feel <laughs> the peace and oneness with all beings and all life. And from an emotional standpoint, I feel joy uh, or bliss. Um and from a mental standpoint, I'm still thinking peaceful thoughts, and I'm still taking the advice I've given. So I think that's pretty good. <laughs> yes. I mean, one of the big advices is the requalishing of uh, cynicism. You know, people who are cutting corners, shortchanging yeah. only themselves, climbing a ladder that leads to nowhere. But, you know, cynicism is, is that self-depredation, isn't it? You know, degradation. And it's um, where, which is what you did, you know, in and the I beginning wouldn't there. Trade is, you know, before I somebody wouldn't else trade it down, all. I'm, I'm so grateful for the journey. And, and it's, the, uh, you look at who every you were step of it. for the first few I years really of your am. life to your new life in this last 10 years. Would you trade anything? Right. Yeah. And, you know, that's what it's all about, is that people think that exaltation yeah. is what it's all about. But it's when you get there and there is that inner peaceful sensation, um, you know, you realize that it isn't about the highs or the lows. It's about the rhythm. Yeah. And just going with this wonderful rhythm and yeah. flow that has, you know, these constant waves that are going. And it's it's so 
empowering and so fulfilling yeah. and you know just fills you up like a fuel that's tank. true <laughs> and, and it just uh, helps you get through everything in life i'm not know? still and there i'm still spirit. there i'm so busy but you know i i spend a lot of time alone the spirit don't have a lot of people around them yeah <laughs> and, and because unless you yeah yeah and, and Yes. And because, you know, you're at peace with your universe and yourself in that universe. Yeah. You've, you've, you're living that, um, that yeah. human conscious experience. Um, and, you know, that's the hardest thing. I think it's not living yeah. in the consciousness that's hard. It's living in the humanity that's hard. Yeah. Uh, because we've made so humanity well so difficult. And, and, and when you and are in the world, to you know, to not be triggered, to... Um, so trying to find that harmony between the two is where that balance comes in. Love and space for people who may not be, uh, you know, conscious of their own actions. And, yeah, yeah, it's much harder to be in the world. But I think you're right. It is a balancing act. Take that time in the world and take that time with, alone with yourself and use the energy that you um, build up in your time alone as the – love that you share when you're in the world. Um, a great spiritual teacher talked about balancing aloneness and um, being with other people, and I think that's the prescription I would dispense for everyone. Mm Yes. Yeah. I mean, you've got to, you can't expect to like other people or have other people like you if you're in, you know, discord of yourself. Um, it's really important that you are your harmony. Um, I know I have conflicts with certain people because I resonate on a certain vibration and they're not, and there's going to be that conflict. So yeah. I just can't be around them. And instead of me trying to yeah. compromise myself and fit into their right. vibration, I and we'll send them love as I we walk must away. Must stop dishonoring you know? myself yeah. and simply walk away from those people. And that's and that's okay. Yeah, we don't have you to be friends come with join the, the movement that I can heal movement at icanheal.org. And exactly. under join, you can join now us. Now you've got this and movement. We are so how growing, do people join the movement? Uh, and we can't wait to have you on board. And with your help, we will create something wonderful and beautiful to help uplift the hearts and the minds, uh, enlighten the minds of humanity. Yes, they are. Exactly. And uh, you've got all sorts of things here. You have, you know, yeah. your blog, you have your books, you have videos, you have retreats. Um, retreats are wonderful, you know, uh, because, yeah. you know, taking people out of their own environment yeah. and putting them somewhere else yeah. where they, you know, they have to relook really at themselves um, and not caught up in the same treadmill. I think it's really important. Yeah. So, you know, that's uh, yeah. really great to do. Um, you, you're a speaker, yeah. so you've got speaking, um, speaking engagements that you yes, do. With joy, uh, with joy, because it's in center, line with my soul vibration, coaching, which is coaching the movement yeah. and um, healing the wounds. And so, you know, you're you're busy doing a lot there, love. 
exactly exactly and you know you can't go out there and and yeah it is. you know ask it people to accept you for who you are if you're not accepting yourself so you know that's the important thing. Ah, self-acceptance is something that we live in that's <laughs> our gift to ourselves and, and the gift that we give to others isn't it i love the fact that Aww. you've got lovely little quirky drawings with everything too uh, you know, happiness is wisdom, yes. just a smiley face, and then know your real friends. I mean, there's all these yes. quaint little, little drawings in here that just kind of, you know, lift up the spirit. So this is serious business, what you're you're speaking about here, but you've lightened it up with not just the little drawings, but for not taking yourself seriously. So, um, you know, that's the important thing. Um, you know, it's when, when we take ourselves too seriously, that's when we kind of run into the problems in life. And by lightening up and and enjoying it is absolutely. you know our today's but now with all that there knows, is um our ups and downs uh, times that we need a hug or times we just need to give someone a hug um you know it's living in the now is really what it's all about isn't it yeah mm-hmm. and it's not about the hereafter exactly. it's about and the here and really now the thing is that you know tomorrow <laughs> never comes and even if it did, what you do want is to have good memories of yesterday. So you may as well make good memories today. Aww. So, yeah, exactly. And, you know, like, you know, I'm looking at a picture of my mom yeah. who died recently. And, and it's a beautiful picture of her. She reached 95. Yeah. And she's just smiling at me. And it's like, you know, the whole Absolutely. thing is all she's done is gone home. You know, she's in that beautiful collective consciousness exactly. now as a, as a wonderful, vibrant energy with a signature all of yeah. her own. And and we will still communicate through that vibration. Yeah, and, you know, we don't need the words or we just need yes. the book. And we're, we're connected. Dot org or dot com. And if you're interested in the book, you can go to giftofcancer.com. Which is important. So and your site is icanheal.org. Oh, good. It's on our website, too. Oh, good. Good. And you've also got it, actually, on your site as well. Uh, yep, you've got it there by the book, etc., and it's there. And, again, some beautiful pictures, and, uh, you know, because pictures really do kind of lift us up. Um, and, you know, I... I recommend people not just write what they want. Uh, it really write, is. And I you know, like that you use the social media, um, the online world as a way to uplift you your, and smile your and share and give me and, a smile. Uh, and it's just that for me, Facebook is love. Every time I go on Facebook, it? I'm just sending love notes to people and receiving love notes back. And we now can create our own universe uh, with our consciousness. So let us do that. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, here's a, here's a little story to finish up the show with with um uh, to do with Facebook is my mum was was dying. She was in pain, but she didn't know how to let go. And I asked my, oh. uh, my fellow Facebookers, those that follow me, to send you know wishes and angels to my mother to help her to cross over, and. Over a hundred people responded, not with a like, but with comments. Ah. And the next day, apparently it was a rainy day. My brother said ah. goodbye to her as I told him to do so. 
with love and gratitude. Oh my God. Um, all of a sudden, I love the sun it. came out and it shone down on her and reflected up on the ceiling. And my mum opened up her hands and she opened up her eyes and she was gone. And this all took, all happened within a 24 hour yeah. period. So never Proof, say, point. never say good vibrations can't reach ah, people because yeah. I really do believe that all those, you know, angels mm-hmm. that sent angel love to her help oh. the angels break that barrier and come and get her. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm so delighted you were on the show here with us. It's been an absolute delight. I loved your book. Um, I love the fact that you have a <laughs> gift. I don't recommend people go to that extreme. True, Try and prevent true. before they get there. Um, but I certainly, That's you know, uh, coming to a person like you who's made the journey, you know how to do everything wrong. Uh, so you know how to put everything right. So um, you're a great example of what to do right and what to avoid wrong. So it's a... Uh, it's an excellent thing to do. So thank you so much for being with us here today. You are an absolute delight. Um, you know, your energy is wonderful. And, you know, thank you for being also so honest and brave. Thank you. Thank you so much, Sarah. What an amazing opportunity to have had this um, and, interview with you. Know, you. It's you, been incredible. You admitted that. Thank and you. You're and thank to you to our listeners. People are thinking but don't want to admit to. So bravo. Bravo. Ah, so folks, you know, whether it's cancer or whatever other illnesses you've manifested in your life, understand there's a root of discontent in your soul and in your heart. And when you start paying attention to it, you too can kind of come out of it. Um, Wendy has a beautiful tool here for you. She's been through the movement. She knows how hard it can be, but also how easy it can be. And she can shift that perspective so you can start embracing your life. Uh, be willing to have your death in order to embrace your life. And if anybody is an example of that, Dr. Wendy is. So I encourage you to go to icanheal.org or .com and follow what she has for you. And most certainly read the book. And it's a great book to give kisses, to people. Kisses, I'm blowing you kisses. Who are going down that <laughs> Thank that you. can either lead to cancer or to something else because it's a great way of how to prevent going to death's door thank you so much for being with us ah sarah you are amazing <laughs> right back at you, you are such house. a wisdom keeper i <laughs> just remember, love folks, you be kind to yourself bye for now thank you oh.